Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Thank you, Peter. Wow. So good to be in church. What a great day to celebrate. Last night, some of the pastors, we went down and did the blessing of the fleet uh, with all the whale watch boats and the uh, marine rescue boat. That was awesome. There was nine pastors there. And uh, Tim prayed up a storm. He got a big pl- applause after his prayer. It was so powerful. <laughs> so, <laughs> so God's really, really good. And today, some of our chaplains and RI teachers are down at the Seafood Festival. And they've got a stall there and doing activities with the kids and whatever. So we pray for God's blessing over them. How's the Olympics, hey? Some of the amazing stories. The one that touched me the most this week, apart from all the Aussie victories, was the Fijian rugby team. Oh, Jesus. Most of them are Christians, and at the end, they see them, they get in their huddle, and then they just start to worship God, and they sing with all of their heart, we have overcome by the blood of the Lamb, and the world, and the, the cameras are on it for about two minutes all over the world. Then they start breaking into spontaneous praise, speaking in other tongues, and blessing God over the international media. The reporters didn't know what to say. They said, that's an inspirational song. They didn't know what to say, because they just unashamedly lift up Jesus across the whole world. I thought, God, you are so, so good. And Pastor Peter's preaching tonight. He's going to use some of that more of the story about how that all happened tonight. God's in the house. As we were worshiping, I saw a picture of someone's bloodstream and the, the cells being sorted out and restored. I thought, Lord, what's that? He said, I'm touching people today that have got illnesses either with immune systems or blood diseases. If that word touches you and you know God's doing something, just lift your hand to heaven right now because I just, I just believe. I just saw it. I saw it so clearly in the spirit. I just saw it and I thought, Lord, we can't, we can't ignore that. Oh, Jesus. It, th- this is... God's touching. When we're saying there's a miracle happening, I just see God touching some people. If you've got your hand up, if you're able to, just come quickly to the front because I just want to join, surround you with faith right now. Just come quickly to the front. If this is you, just come quickly because I just feel there's a moment of faith right now in this house. I just saw, I saw, um, I, I saw the, like the blood flowing through people's body and I saw the hand of God come and and just sort out the, the so I saw a separation of those parts of the blood cells that aren't working right. And I saw God just make it right. Oh, just just come on, just make room along the front here, just in one line. Just come forward a bit more. Just come in one line right across the front. Just move along to this. Oh God. Some of the team, come and stand around them right now. Some of our leaders and, and team, just come and stand quickly here right now. Because we're gonna pray. I believe there's a miracle in the house. Some of the guys, come and stand here quickly because the Spirit of God's in this house right now. Congregation, reach up to heaven right now. This is not about spectators. This is about the presence and the power of Jesus Christ. Because as there's unity and faith, God doesn't show me those pictures for no reason. Right now, if you've come, I want you to see by faith that healing flowing. I want you to imagine what it would feel like and look like 
and how your life would change if your body was totally healed of that disease or illness over you. The energy that would come, the power of God that would come, the freedom that would come. Lord, I release, reach up and declare the name of Jesus right now because it's in his name. Holy Spirit, come right now. Let your healing power flow. Lord, I release your power right now. I release your power right now. I release your healing power. Oh, God, release it right now. Oh, I speak to that condition. Lord, that blood right now to be whole and that immune system to be whole right now in Jesus' mighty name. God, I release your healing power. Lord, I release your healing power right now. Oh, God, right now I rebuke that condition and I release right now your healing presence, Lord. Release your healing power right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I release your healing power. Healing power right now. Lord, I command wholeness. God, I release your power right now over this precious lady. God, I speak to that condition right now and say, blood, come into order right now in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, I release your healing power. Lord, right now, Lord, your presence. Oh, God, just let your restoring power flow. Flow. Jesus, with you all things are possible. Right now, Jesus, Jesus, just touch right now. Do your restoring right now. I speak wholeness over your body in Jesus' name. I rebuke this condition. I release your healing power right now. God, restore and make whole. Make whole, make whole, make whole now, now, now. Jesus, touch you with your healing power. Let strength come where there's been weakness. Oh, God, right now, right now. Jesus, touch, touch by your power right now. God, I release that over John. I release that right now. Be healed, be healed, be healed in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for you. Oh, God, right now, I release your power. Lord, I release your anointing right now. God, just bring healing and wholeness. Oh, God, let strength come. Lord, that which has limited her life, Lord, let restoration flow right now, right now in Jesus' name. God, just lift your hand. Let's lift up the name of Jesus right now. God's touching bodies. Oh, he's touching lives. Lord, I just pray. I pray right now for this precious little baby. Lord, you would restore, Lord, a proper flow in this precious baby's body. Lord, that blood disease, that skin allergy in Jesus' name. I declare your wholeness right now. And I pray for faith over this household. Lord, you know how her heart has cried and said, God, why me? Why me? I release now that that feeling that she's been cursed in the name of Jesus. I break that curse off of her soul, of her family. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God, I release freedom. 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 Right now. Right now. I release wholeness over her household. Oh, God, no weapon formed against her will prosper. And your grace and faith will be manifest over her life in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we thank you. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Lord, we receive right now. Let's lift the name of Jesus high. Let's give him praise. Holy Spirit, flow. Lord, let restoration flow. Lord, I just thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you that God will make whole. You've heard what the doctors have said. But Dr. Jesus would speak words of faith and life over you. Oh, God. And God wants you to know that he will not only heal your body, but he is restoring hope for your family and your soul. I, I hear you crying out to God in faith saying, God, please, please, Lord, turn around their lives. He's heard you cry. His spirit would be at work setting people free. 
God, right now, Lord, bring freedom and hope back into hearts. Lord, some here have lost hope, and I just pray right now that you'd restore hope right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, lift your hands. Let's declare hope over all of these people, over their households. Father, we declare hope in the name of Jesus. Lord, we declare hope to be in their souls. Lord, we declare hope over their souls right now. Hope in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, and release. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for, Lord. Oh, God, we receive that right now. Hope and strength. Oh, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Oh, God, we declare. Let the weak say, I am strong. There are people that are not at the altar here right now. That word's for you. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let your word of God, let your mouth agree with what the word of God says. Not just your circumstances, not just your feelings. The Bible says, let your confession line up with the word of God, which is truth. Because if you confess with your mouth, and believe in your heart you shall be saved. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And that is salvation is sozo, which is wholeness, not just forgiveness of sin. Oh, God. The Holy Spirit is saying to some people, you need to change your confession over yourself and over your household. You need to speak life over yourself. You need to declare what the Word of God says over your life because He wants to bring order where there's been disorder. I declare over everyone's bloodstream here, order. Lord, where there's been disorder and disease, I declare order in the name of Jesus. I pray in their bodies, order will flow. Lord, it will come into line. Lord, the DNA that was created in their body will come into line with what you have declared, Father. There'll be no blockage in those cells. Lord, those cancerous cells, those leukemia cells will be broken in Jesus' name. And Lord, you would bring a proper flow of life-giving blood in their systems. In the marrow of their bones, I declare, leukemia, your power is broken over their bodies in Jesus' name. I declare your miracle power. Lord, I pray for Eddie that you would strengthen his body. Strengthen his body in Jesus' name. He's believing. Lord, his legs will work properly. Strength will come into those muscles that have deteriorated. By the power of the name of Jesus, I see strength coming in Jesus' name. Strength coming in Jesus' name. We prayed for you a few months ago, Eddie, and I saw by faith strength coming into those muscles and those legs. How's it going? It's getting better, getting stronger. You can see the change happening. Can you stand up with a bit of help again? I just want to pray for you. A couple of guys, come and just help him stand. I just feel in Jesus' name, God wants you to know the feeling of what it feels like for you to stand. And he just said to me, I'm going to walk into this church one day. That day's getting closer, mate. He's had a, a, an accident, disease that all the muscles, Lord, deteriorate. And, and he's believing. He's believing. There he is. You get yourself organized and up he comes. Now, just reach up. I want you to pray and see this man healed and whole. Father, we join right now with Eddie. Lord, we believe for total healing over his muscles, over those ligaments. I loose everything in his back, in his body, in his vertebrae. Lord, I believe for total restoration, 
over his body in the name of Jesus. And Lord, he will walk into this church. He will walk up and down the streets and the beaches of this city declaring Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is Lord. I declare your miracle power, that Jesus Christ is Lord. Bring it in the right order, Father. As you've restored his soul, I pray you'd restore his body, the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we give you praise. Let's give him praise today. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus. If God's touching you, that's okay. Let's take our seats. Thanks, team. Oh, I just love God. We can't sing those songs. The miracle is here without believing for something to happen. Faith activates the Word of God. I'm going to preach for a few minutes on order. How's it going? God's touching your life, hey? Something's happening, hey? God, just strengthen this precious woman of God. She's a woman of faith. Just continue to strengthen her in Jesus' name. Yeah. Yeah. You're still alive because of God's grace. He hasn't finished with you yet on this earth. God bless you. Oh, Jesus. I want to preach for a few minutes on God's order. How that God brings order out of disorder in creation and in our lives. And I saw order coming into people's bloodstreams and order coming into the, your immune systems. And you've got to, by faith, see that happening in Jesus' name. Oh, God, let it be. Genesis 1.1 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And it says the Spirit of God hovered, and then God spoke, let there be light. And he started to create. Let me tell you, there can be chaos and disorder over people's lives. And when God starts to speak, things start to line up. His word comes and it starts to line things up into what God has planned, not what the enemy has tried to scheme and not what has happened because we live in a broken world and we've made sometimes dumb choices, but the Spirit of God starts to bring it into line. He lines it up. He gets it into right order. James 3.13 says, Who is wise? And understanding among you, let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. Wow. Where there's selfish ambition, where there is strife and conflict, you open the door for disorder and every evil practice or every evil work. Wow. God, let us have your word, your truth. God wants to bring order out of disorder. Blessing out of chaos and darkness. And that starts inside of our heads and our hearts. And we declare it by our word over our households, over our bodies, over our cities confessing that it goes on but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure then peace loving considerate submissive full of mercy and good fruit impartial and sincere peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness wow when we get god's word and wisdom flowing in our souls and bodies and minds we start to come into order and guess what? It then starts to flow over because you bring peace to everyone around you. 
We are peacemakers. We carry. As there's more and more divine order in our minds and hearts and souls, lining up with God's plan and purpose, it overflows and we become peacemakers. We help people come into right relationship with God. We help them get aligned into His presence and power. The Amplified of verse 6, no, the King James says, For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Sometimes your head just goes into confused places. The enemy's just trying to sow discord and disorder. And all you can see is just craziness and junk and darkness. But when we get God's word in order starts to come. When we start to line up with what the Holy Spirit tells us to do, all of a sudden he starts to get the disorder out of our thoughts and our hearts and we start to line up with God's word and then blessing flows. The message of verse 17 says, real wisdom, God's wisdom begins with a holy life and is characterized by getting along with others. It is gentle and reasonable, overflowing with mercy and blessings, not hot one day and cold the next, not two-faced. You can develop a healthy, robust robust community that lives right with God and enjoy its results only if you do the hard work of getting along with each other, treating each other with dignity and honor. Wow. When we do the hard work of dealing with disorder in our lives and our relationships, God's blessing flows. We honor one another. His presence, His power begins to flow. Real wisdom begins with a right relationship with God and by getting along with people. God wants to bring order in every area of our lives. 1 Corinthians 14.33 is an interesting little verse right at the end of Chapter 14, which is all about the gifts of the Spirit, the prophetic, the power of God, the supernatural. Listen to what it says. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. So in all the congregations of, as in all the congregations of the Lord's people, God wants order in His church, in our households. But some people get this really mixed up. Some will say, well, we've got to have everything done decently in order, and everything's so organized, but there's no power and no freedom to flow. Like right then, you could walk in and say, this is a bit chaotic, but it's God's power. There's a proverb that says you can have the whole, whole uh, farmyard and the stalls all nice and neat, but there's nothing happening. You can have a little bit of mess, full of cattle, cleaning up the junk, but there's new life and growth. When First Corinthians 14 says, God's a God of order. You've got to realize the Corinthians were the craziest, passionate, most passionate people out. They were all wanting to get up and give their testimony at once. They were all wanting to get up and prophesy and give messages in tongues. There was just so much happening. And if we had 20 of you get up right now and start to give your testimony all at once, it'll be chaos. You didn't know who do I listen to? Well, I want to hear, I want to hear that, I want to hear that one, I want to hear that one. Paul's just saying, hey, let the life flow, but have a little bit of order so that we can get the benefit of what God's doing by his spirit and by his word. And that's all he's saying. Don't think, well, we've got to have everything so structured and organized that there's no space to move. Have order, but God's order looks a little bit different than ours sometimes. It's like when a baby comes into the house, the house gets tipped upside down. But as a parent, you think, well, this is awesome. And outside, you will think, this is chaos. God sees things a little bit differently than we do sometimes. So let his spirit move. Let him bring about his order. Dr. Michael Maiden, we heard him about a month ago at IC conference, just an amazing prophet of God. And he made this statement, 
we pray for revival and Jesus prays for unity in John 17. When we answer his prayer for unity, he will answer our prayer for revival. I thought, that is very profound. That is very powerful. When we answer his cry for unity in our relationships, our hearts, then he will answer our cry for revival because where there's unity, God commands the blessing and it can't help but flow. Wow. And the enemy will keep strife and conflict in our households, our relationships, and try to get us all distracted and focusing on the wrong things. But when we let the Spirit of God flow more and more, we have unity. He commands the blessing. Let's look at what the Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 6. I love this passage, verse 12. That means you must not give sin a vote in the way you conduct your lives. Don't give it the time of day. Don't even run little errands that are connected with that old way of life. Throw yourselves wholeheartedly and full-time. Remember, you've been raised from the dead into God's way of doing things. We have been given spiritual life. We were dead in our sins. Sin can't tell you how to live. Uh Uh-oh. The enemy tries to control our lives because we still listen to the voices of the world's wisdom, other people's opinions, the shame and guilt of our lives and fear. After all, You're not living under that old tyranny any longer. You're living in the freedom of God. Hallelujah. So since you're out from under the old tyranny, does that mean you can live any old way we want? Since we're free in the kingdom of God, God can do anything that... Can we do anything that comes to mind? Hardly. You know well enough from your own experience that there are some acts of so-called freedom that destroys freedom. Offer yourselves for sin, for instance, and it's your last free act. (laughs) Wow. But offer yourselves to the ways of God and the freedom never quits. All your lives you've let sin tell you what to do. But thank God you've started listening to a new master. Ah, the Spirit of God and His Word. And all of a sudden, order starts to come. (coughs) One whose commands set you free to live openly in His freedom. I'm using this freedom language... Because it's easy to picture. Do you use freedom language over your life? Or do we keep just reiterating the fears, the anxiety, the pain, the loss, the grief and all that? We need to face things, don't deny them. But boy, we have to change our confession and get some freedom language. Faith will see yourself free and other people free. Faith is a fit picture of a preferred future. So as you're battling sickness or strife or conflict or this kingdom of darkness trying to rule, you've got to start to speak and believe and let freedom language start to fill your mouth and see what God will take you into. That's what confession of the word does. That's why we speak what we are becoming and what God has already done. And that starts to change your present reality into his preferred future. That's faith in action. And it's hard sometimes when everything's crowding in around us, but God's helping us. You can readily recall, can't you, how at one time, the more you did just what you did, felt like doing, not caring about others, not caring about God, the worse your life became and the less freedom you had. And how much different it is now as you live in God's freedom, your life's healed and expansive in holiness. Oh, I love that. As long as you did what you felt like doing, ignoring God, you didn't have to bother with right thinking or right living or right anything for that matter. But do you call that a free life? What did you get out of it? Nothing you're proud of now. 
Where did, you, where did it get you? A dead end. But now that you've found you don't have to listen to sin tell you what to do and have discovered the delight of listening to God telling you, telling you, what a surprise, a whole healed, put together life right now with more and more of life on the way. Wow, there's more, there's more. As Carrie Ann was singing today, there's more, there's more. Oh, the blessing and life. Work hard for sin your whole life and your pension is death. But God's gift is real life, eternal life, delivered by Jesus, our Master. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Let's give him a a hand of blessing for that. (coughs) Yeah. Some of you read the word for today. Guess what? Yesterday's, there were some real thoughts that struck my heart. Self-control is one of the great, great keys to success in life. The Bible has a lot to say about it, so you can ask the Holy Spirit, your divine helper, to help us. If you ask him, he will help you to develop and strengthen self-control. What you struggled with when you were young will be different from the things you struggle with when you're older. But you will face temptation in one form or another as long as you live. Oh, that's a depressing thought. But it's just a reality because we live with an active enemy and we live in a broken world. So we might as well acknowledge it and pray the prayer that Jesus told us to pray. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Pray that every day and God will give you strength. Self-control is one of the nine fruit of the Spirit listed in Galatians 5.22. It calls for bringing every aspect of your life under the mastery of the Holy Spirit. It's a lifestyle characterized by discipline, not impulse. The Greek word for self-control comes from a root word meaning to grip. To grip. What's that mean for our lives? It calls for getting a grip on your spending so that you don't go into debt for things you don't need and can't pay for. Uh Uh-oh, in our materialistic world, that's a challenge. We end up buying things that we don't really need, that we can't afford to impress people who don't care anyway. (laughs) That's my my definition of materialism. (laughs) Be blessed. Flow in His goodness. But don't get down that trap Get a grip on your financial management. Don't let it control you. You control it. It calls for getting a grip on your temper and not saying things you'll have to regret later. Proverbs 16.32 Better a man who controls his temper than one who takes a city. God knows the schemes that come, the frustrations, the pain, the disappointments, the trigger points in our souls that if they're pressed enough, we lose our temper and say stuff and then you've got to go through the process of forgiveness and, and sorting it all out. I am staggered. You know, you look at the, the news, the nightly news sometimes and people do the road rage stuff that goes on and, and people do dumb stuff and sadly some of them go right down the place of destroying other people's lives. I think, how did they get there? Undealt with stuff in their souls. Someone's addiction to um, ice or other things pushes them over the edge. And I think, God, that's disorder and destruction. And if, we, if you wrestle with losing your temper and at times just getting over the line, we all have frustrations, we all have disappointments. But God says you've got to, he's going to help you to control it. He's going to show you ways to bring order into that part of your world that causes you to go into disorder. And the Holy Spirit will help you and show you and take you through a journey, if you're willing, say, Holy Spirit, help me. Why do I get so angry at this point? Or when someone does that or doesn't do this? There are patterns. There are pathways. 
And that's where the Spirit of God comes to help us to face it, to trace it and replace it. And uh, we have Sozo ministry and other areas of support and counseling and mentoring and coaching where we can help people work through with accountable relationships and support to deal with stuff because some of those patterns don't change easily. If they did, we wouldn't still be wrestling with them. We'd say, Lord, help me and wake up next day, all changed. Wouldn't that be awesome? That happens with forgiveness of sin, but in patterns in our minds and soul realm, there is a process, there's a journey. But let me tell you, the more you let God in and obey His Spirit and His Word, you will move from disorder to order. And everyone around will be saying, hallelujah, what a, this is peaceful, this is blessing. Because we've let God take the disorder and bring order as we cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Self-control calls for getting a grip on your sexual desires. If Joseph had failed to say no to the repeated advances of, of his boss's wife, he would never have seen his life dream fulfilled or have sat on a throne in Egypt. Wow. How many have struggled in this area? Because God's given us appetites and desires and they're gifts of God, but if we don't bring self-control they can take us down pathways of destruction and shame and guilt and the spirit of God's there helping us with self-control or through the spirit to bring it into line and we come into order and disorder loses its power over our lives that's a work of grace it's a lining up but you've got to be willing to face it and say God help me to get a grip in this area of my life so that I can come under your order God's there to help us it can also mean getting a grip on those addictions that have tried to bring destruction on your life. Escapism, adrenaline rushes, all the other stuff where so many addictions come from and trying to escape from the pressure. God's there to help us. He's our divine helper. I preached it last week. The Holy Spirit's your helper. You don't have to go and look for the other things that you used to look for to deal with the pressure and trying to escape or cope. God's grace is there. Understand this, Satan has discerned your destiny and he's out to stop you from reaching it. Wow. So pray for self-control and practice it on a daily basis. You are an overcomer in Christ Jesus. The truth sets us free. Jesus brings freedom and order in every area of our lives. The enemy tries to bring disorder and destruction. John 10.10 says, A thief is only there to steal and destroy. I came so that they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. That's the abundant life that we're moving into and living in and overflowing. Oh, Jesus, help us. But it starts in here and here. And as we walk with his grace over our lives and self-control. Look at the athletes that are competing right now. Some of them have lived 5, 10, 15 years of self-controlled, disciplined lives to get the best out of their bodies and their creativity and the gifts God's given them. Wow. Sometimes as Christians, we get a bit comfortable Oh, God, why are you being so tough on me? He disciplines and loves us so he can bring out the best in your life. And God says, hey, let's get ourselves focused. Let's be men and women of the Spirit. And let's get a grip on those things that try and take us out of control and bring disorder and bring order. 2 Corinthians 10.4 says, The weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood. Our weapons are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying sophisticated arguments and every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. 
and we are taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ. Oh, God, you've given us amazing weapons. The power of praise and worship. When you praise and worship, all of a sudden there's an realignment happening in your soul. You come in overburdened by fear or anxiety or pressures or deadlines, but you get in the presence of God for 10 or 15 minutes, all of a sudden you think, wow. That's pretty powerful stuff, but God, I can see you're going to help me get through this. This new challenge I'm facing, you're going to be with me because when you worship, His presence starts to fill our souls. All of a sudden, the the faith of heaven starts to fill your heart. When we pray and we seek God, when we pray in the Holy Spirit, when we get the Word of God and let it loose in our hearts and line our confession up with, all of a sudden, order starts to come in our world to another level. Oh God, help us to live under your divine order. In the message it says, the world is unprincipled. It's dog eat dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair, but we don't have to uh, live or fight our battles that way. Never have and never will. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for demolishing that entire massively corrupt culture. Wow. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. That is so powerful. I'll read that verse again. It says, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. That sounds to me like order. Order in our worlds. Our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstructive obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. Wow, God is calling us to have order in it with our spouses order in our families, order in our finances, order in our sexuality, order in our bodies, order in our souls, our relationships, our goals, our ministry. When we let God's order get a hold of us, He can make you so, so fruitful. And sometimes we kick and buck and say, oh God, that's a bit restrictive. I found the greater the call of God on your life, the narrower the pathway He sometimes calls you to. If you want to win a gold medal in the Olympics, he will put you in a narrow pathway where everyone else can do that, but you can't. Not that it's illegal or sinful, but you can't if you want to achieve all that God's called you to do. And I believe that some of us buck and kick, and we want we pray great prayers, but God says, I'm going to line you up so that you can grow in discipline and focus and self-control so you're not wasting half of your energy on dealing with that stuff because you can achieve all this when you are focused. Some of you have got great dreams and, and careers and professions, and God's using you, but let me tell you, if, that, if you get a grip on some of those other areas, He will take you to another level. And that's what God's calling us as a church and leaders, to get the grip and of His purposes and we will keep going to other levels of the Spirit of God. I believe that in the Spirit and in the natural and our skills and everything that we have. It's like a finely tuned car engine running on high performance fuel compared to a car badly out of time with dirty fuel. You ever been in the car and, and you've got dirty fuel? You're chugging along, it cuts out, it's just so frustrating. Or the engine's badly out of time and all of a sudden it's just just shaking and, and you, you can't, you put the foot flat to the floor and you, you're doing about 30 k's an hour. I remember my first car. My first car was a little square-nosed Datsun Bluebird. 1970-something. It was a great little car, only cost me $1,000. Now I know why. About six months later, I'm driving from where I lived on the farm to work in Toowoomba, and it started to really chug. 
and it chugged more and more. I had the foot flat to the floor and it's doing about 50 kilometers an hour. One of the cylinders had uh, cracked, so there's water all through the motor. And, uh, and I, it just chugged everywhere. It was just horrible. It was so bad, it wasn't worth fixing. I think I got $250 on trade-in on the next vehicle. <laughs> I remember that feeling. I, I got the foot flat to the floor, the fuel's flying out the back, and, and it's just going nowhere. How about if you've got your wheels out of alignment? Oh, or there's, and it's, it's rubbing and scraping, and then it gets a, a bald spot. On. Next minute, you're bouncing down the road, and you're thinking, this is horrible. That's what our lives can be like when we're not in order with God. You're just hitting the bumps all the time. It's just so frustrating. You can't, keep, you can't even steer straight properly. That's why some of us struggle with life, because God says, hey, I want to bring order into our world. Worship team, come on up as I wrap it up. God, help us. How do we get order? The Holy Spirit, the divine helper. I mentioned that yet before. Secondly, the Word of God, let it come into order and let's confess it. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the Word of God is living and active and full of power, making it operative, energizing and effective. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating as far as the division of the soul and spirit, the completeness of a person and of joints and marrow, the deepest parts of our nature, expressing and judging the very thoughts and intentions of the heart. So God can bring order when we let his spirit deal with it also the people you look up with and honor and hang out with will determine a whole lot where you end up if you live with a whole pile of undisciplined people that are reckless and addicted guess what you've got a big chance of heading down that pathway and some of us know that's the result but if you hang out with a people a group of people that are are godly full of faith got purpose and focus with their life and willing to keep growing and learning guess what you'll start to run that way that's what our church is wanting to have a culture of growth and focus and discipline and godly order in our lives and the overflow just keeps on happening and other people say what how do you do it how does your family work how come you're walking through with a lot of challenges, but you still got your eyes focused on the goal? That's the presence of God. And lastly, it takes faith. I woke up the other morning with this verse, Hebrews eleven six. Without faith, it's impossible to walk with God and please Him. For whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that He rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek Him. How awesome when you see this beautiful straight tree, about 50 meters tall, just an amazing tree. Then you see another one beside it that's all knotted and gnarled and twisted over and branches breaking off and it just looks chaotic. God wants you and I, he wants to straighten out the stuff that is distorted. He wants us to grow as tall straight trees, spiritually. You say, well, I've had some knocks. You might end up with a few bumps and a few scars on the bark, but you'll still grow strong because his life's grown from the inside out. I remember when I was 19, I was at Chinchilla and we were at a youth Easter conference and Pastor Brian Houston's dad called me out and prophesied over me. He said, I see you, young man, you're going to grow and be a straight, tall, strong oak tree that people are going to be blessed throughout the years of your life 
And that gave me a goal. And I was still wrestling with fear and, and the junk and stuff of a 19-year-old and not sure where it all was going to fit for my future. But I remember that word gave me a goal. Because I love, I love big, tall, straight trees. I was brought up in a farm and I love big, tall trees. And it was like God said, that's what you can become like. And it gave me a picture to keep facing stuff and arise. Don't settle for where you are. Saying, this is hard. God's called you to arise. Let's stand in his presence. The last verse is Isaiah 61. The spirit of the Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of His splendor. The Amplified says, strong and magnificent, distinguished for integrity, justice and right standing with God, the planting of the Lord that He may be glorified. Lift up your eyes and see what God's calling you to become. Thank God for how he's bringing order out of disorder. Maybe you're still in the middle of a chaotic time where fear and anxiety and and pressure and junk and other people's opinions trying to control your journey. But let me tell you, God's calling you higher and freer and in order. Let's close our eyes right now. Just take a moment for your spirit to respond to this message and what God's been saying all service. I feel the presence of God calling us to step up, not to stay where we are, not to settle, but to step up and see the blessing and favor, to get a grip on those areas that have been in disorder so that God can bring his order and blessing over our lives. So God, that area of temper, I just really struggle with that. Well, that financial stuff, Lord, that just, just, I just can't get it sorted. Spirit of God's calling, say, I'm going to help you if you line up with his ways. Oh, Holy Spirit. Let's sing this beautiful song. Just let your heart respond. If there's disorder, say, God, I ask for you to help me with order in this area of my life right now. We make way. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Just make room for the Spirit of God right now. Just to... You think, wow, that message is just so to my heart probably spoke to all of us in different ways but right now I want you to just take a moment of response has there been an area that you've been wrestling with or that you know God's bringing you into a victory and you say God I just want that to be really settled and nailed a temptation a struggle let's give it to God right now and say Lord help me to keep responding maybe you've been looking for fulfillment or adrenaline rushes or escapes the spirit of God says hey Why don't you escape into my presence and let my word just satisfy your soul? Why don't you find the right people to hang out with because they're going to help strengthen your soul? The things you don't have answers for right now, just say, God, I'm going to trust you. Lord, I pray right now for people right across this congregation. Lord, that you would help bring order where there's been disorder. Lord, you would bring about faith and freedom where there's been chaos or destruction. Right now, in Jesus' name, I release your spirit and power. Lord, I pray that we would cooperate with your plan and purpose. 
Lord, let us get a grip on those areas that we need strengthening in in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you for it in your awesome name. Right now, before we finish our service, I want to ask you, do you know this amazing Jesus? Maybe someone's invited you along today or you've come with family or friends and you don't know this amazing Jesus, your Lord and Savior. You know about him? I'm going to invite you right now. If God's been calling you, calling your name today and your heart's been beating fast inside, say, wow, I need to make a response to Jesus. If you've never done that or it's time for you to reaffirm your faith or clearly come back to Jesus today, I invite you right now as your eyes are closed in this holy moment, say, Jesus, forgive me, cleanse me. I want a new start in my life. I want you to come and change me. If that's you today, just lift your hand and say, please pray for me, Pastor Ross. I want to get right with God or I want to come back to him. Who's that today, right now? Spirit of God's tugging at your heart. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Jesus wants to be your helper wants to set you free in Jesus' name. I feel God tugging at some hearts today. Who's that quickly? God's calling you right now. He loves you. There are many here. We're on a journey of faith. I just believe that God's calling us. He's calling us. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.